0: Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. I want you to go in your Bibles to John chapter 13 today. John chapter 13. And and then I'm going to read two passages of Scripture. But if I read all this Scripture that I have right here, um, you know, I, I might have you sit down and we'll pray and then sit down after that. And then I'll read some more scripture. But we're just going to get with the Lord today and let him move in our hearts. Father, today we thank you. Now bless the reading and the preaching of your holy word. In the name of Jesus. John 13 and verse 31. Now the son of man is glorified. And God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him immediately. Little children, I shall be with you a little while longer. Jesus is talking to him and he says, you will seek me. And as I said to the Jews, where I'm going, you cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give to you. Everybody's, Everybody's, uh, you know, focused on the Ten Commandments. Jesus said, I'm going to give you one commandment. It's going to wrap all ten up in them at the same time. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another. Not as you've been taught to love by your mama, not as you've been taught to love by your friend or by your daddy or by your grandparents. But that you love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another. John 15, verse 7. So sometimes I just look up at me. Sometimes people say, well, I just wasn't taught to love. or, Or I was taught to love different. Jesus said, no, 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 no. When you come into the kingdom, you drop all that. You drop all that. And he said, now you love as I have taught you to love. Oh, we're going to help somebody today. I, I feel something letting go already. Verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Watch this. He said, by this, by me answering your prayer, my Father is glorified. Oh, glory. Watch this. He he, he said, my my Father is is glorified that, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. He said, you'll know when you see one of mine. Because, there's, because the branches are hanging low. Because fruit's all over the tree. Uh, we're going to go somewhere today. He said, you know when you see one of mine. He said, it ain't because of the t-shirt or the bumper sticker or even the church that they're attending. He said, you'll know when you see one of mine, Trey, because you'll be able to walk up and pick one of them. Uh, you'll be able to know that I have some flowing through them. You'll know it's me. He said, uh, So you'll know you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also loved you. Do you realize, watch this, that you are loved by God just as much as Jesus was loved by the Father? Hallelujah. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will, watch this, abide in my love. He said, I don't want you just getting in and out of it. I don't want you loving because things are good and then hating when things go bad. I don't want you loving when, when I'm blessing you but then being jealous because I'm blessing somebody else. I, I don't want you just loving because somebody in your family got saved and then when somebody didn't get saved, you weren't saved and you started being angry and hate. He said, I want you to abide. Abide means I'm on, it is a state of being. That means I can't get you out of it. That means no matter what I say to you, no matter what I do to you, no matter how much I don't like you, I can't get you out of that state of being because you abide in love. He said when you abide in love, you can ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. So I'm not focused over there. I'm just focused on being in that state of abiding in love. Abiding in love. He says. uh, These things I have spoken to you. That my joy. May remain in you. He said not not that it just will come and go. He said but it's going to find a house in you. That your joy may be full. This is my commandment to you. Or a commandment that you love one another listen he keeps on and I could break down all the different Greek words of love right here in just this these few verses but that's not where I'm going today because you done heard that 15 times and some of you already done preached at 20 you need a revelation not a regurgitation come on somebody that you love one another as I've loved you greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends Hallelujah, that I might not want to do it, but I do it because I love you. I might not like it. I'm going to touch this for about 30 seconds, 60 seconds, because... We, because our culture is a self-absorbed, selfish culture that says, if I don't like it, I ain't got to do it. But I can bringing bring into you the gospel and the gospel of the kingdom of God that says, when you become the Lord, it ain't all about what you want and what you like. There's times where you got to say, even I might not like it, but I do it because I love you. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. How many want to be a friend of God? Now, if you don't have your hand lifted, push your name and say, what's the matter with you, man? Can you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? I mean, why wouldn't you want to be a friend of God? How many want to be a friend of Jesus? There you go. He said, you're my friend. If you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants. That don't mean you don't serve. Just means you ain't called that. Watch this. For a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things I have heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me. Here we go. But I chose you. I need somebody to hear this right now. God could have walked on by you, but God chose you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you. Say, I am appointed by God. Watch this. That you should go. He said, I didn't just appoint you to sit neutral. I didn't just appoint you to do your own stuff. He said, but that you should go. And what? Bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain. That whatever, here we go again. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. Verse 17, these things I command you, one more time, that you like one another. That ain't what it says. Jesus said, I ain't never asked you, you some, there's some folk you might not like. He said, but that won't never give you an excuse not to love somebody. That you love one another father today the next few minutes I have with your dear people I submit myself and I yield myself I humble myself God I admit before you and all these dear people of yours that I do not have the full revelation of love nor do I nor am I completely obedient and perfect in it always But God, I lean on you because you are perfect love. And today with this congregation, I say, Lord, speak. Give us an impartation and a deposit from your spirit that will change us for the rest of our lives. God, I pray that that impartation will be so powerful that it'll run out, run down, cast down, cast out, and destroy everything that ain't of you now. So that all that remains after the service today is that which you have deposited in us, God. I pray today, Father, that this place would be a place pleasing in your sight. Now, Father, I ask for the anointing of the Holy Ghost today. To speak the words, not just any words, but your word into the hearing of your people. Anoint our ears, O God, to hear not just words, but to hear the word that flows from your lips. Let it produce fruit in every way of our life today, God. Father, look upon my availability and not my ability today, God and we decree thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven and we thank you for it it's in the powerful name of Jesus we pray today and if you agree I just need you to give God about five seconds of praise right now that's your way of saying Lord yes and amen and we ready for you Jesus come on give him praise in his house now thank you Lord be seated for just a few moments. Uh, I'm probably going to go to some other scriptures today. Matter of fact, I, I mean, I could, I could just spend the rest of our time teaching on just the scriptures I've already read to you. And today I'm calling this message irresistible. Irresistible. Um, and so let me also put this disclaimer out too as well. Not a disclaimer, but... I was telling uh, Pastor Jason and Pastor Antoine, and I think Mike and uh, uh, Lisa in, in the Ready Room earlier. I said today's message is not I sent from the Lord. It's not a, a message of correction. Can, can, let me let me just say this: when you are a part of a praying church. When you are a part of a church that seeks to do God's will and please the Lord, the Lord has ways of helping you and heading trouble off for you. Come on, somebody. He he there, listen, there's some things that, that, that might have been coming your way that you don't even know is down the road. But because you've been seeking God and because you have a heart to please him, God says, Hold on one second, let me head this off for you. And let me let, let me be that let me be that God that keeps you from falling in the snare of the enemy, and let me be the God that's your refuge, and let me head this off for you. And walk you around this thing and put you back on the trap, put you back on the path so the traps of the enemy do not prosper against your life so today as I was praying this week I felt like that's what God was saying because I need you to understand I, I my wife and I and Pastor Jason we get the wonderful privilege of being able to sit in what I call the ALC Connect class and it's and what it is is it's a, it's a class that we're doing on Wednesday nights right now we were doing it on Sunday evenings several of you, many of you have went through it but those of you that are new to this ministry and you're saying I want to know why this church is different than most that I walk into I want to know what is special. I want to know what is what is the blood that is pumping through the veins of Abundant Life Church. I want to know what the DNA of this house is, and I want to know what makes this place so special. So we take four weeks and and we begin to to meet with the with all the newcomers and we and we teach them the core values. This is important. Stay with me. We teach them the core values, and we we teach them the DNA of this house so that they realize that but just because you came from another place into here you can't bring the other place into here you've got to embrace what God is doing right now because that's what's brought you here and one of the things I one of the things that that I love to hear and we hear it so often we heard it this past I think it was this past Wednesday or the Wednesday before they someone said this this church is so loving Now, if you ain't clapping, do you want to be a part of one that hates you? No, 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 no. You want to be a part of one that loves you. This church is so welcoming. That it doesn't matter what color I am. It really don't matter my economic status. It doesn't matter whether I'm single or married. But when I came in, folk just loved me. Folk just welcomed me in. They didn't ask me how long I had been a Christian. They didn't ask me, did I have all the the badges? They didn't ask me, have I I already done, clicked all the tickets and died? They didn't ask me, do I already have all the T-shirts? They just said, brother, sister, it's great to have you in the house of God today. Looked you in the eye and said, we love you and we bless you today. That is a loving church. That's a that's a good church. That's a friendly church. That's so, so I'm not here today as a way of correction. I'm here as a, as a way today of saying God is going to head some stuff off. God's going to head some stuff up. God's going to give a word to some people today that, that, that the enemy thought that he was going to have you fall in this. But because you've got a word from the Lord today, God's going to walk beside you, take your hand and say, come on over here. We're going to take just a little bit of a detour. The bridge is out over there, but we're going to walk you around and we're going to put you right back on path because you are a part of a church, a prophetic ministry that knows how to reach heaven and call on my name. So there's a difference. So I'm, I'm standing up here today, not sitting here trying to correct something. Now, if you're getting some correction day, go on get it. Look at your neighbor and say, go on get it, neighbor. Amen. <laughs> but, but, so, so I'm calling this message irresistible. Why am I doing this? Because you, you need to understand that, that when the church is functioning like it's supposed to be functioning, it makes the church almost irresistible. That does not mean that everybody's gonna be saved. Now, we know that it is God's will that everybody be saved, but how many of you know God has given you a free moral choice? He has given you a free choice, and he says, listen, you have the choice to decide whether you wanna live for Jesus or not. You have the choice that you wanna accept my forgiveness or not. If you don't, then don't, but it does not matter. It does not mean that it has not happened. It does not mean that there's not a truth for you, and it does not mean that salvation is not there for you. It just means you might not accept it when the church is functioning like it's supposed to be functioning it makes it almost irresistible the reason listen let let me say this the reason um, the believers were given the name Christians have you ever known that the Bible says Let me just set it up. I know some of y'all might think, oh, Lord, when's he going to preach? I'll preach in a minute. Stay with me. Amen. But we got to get some teaching for a minute before I add some preaching on to it. The reason the believers were called, the first place they were called Christians was in the city of Antioch, the book of Acts says. And the reason they were called Christians was because when the unbelievers looked at them, they said, those are like little Christ." This is what Christian means, little Christ. It does not mean that you belong to a sect of people. It does not not mean that you have your name on a membership roll. It means that when I see Jesus, I see what's in Jesus in you, and therefore you are now little Christ. One of the things that made Jesus so irresistible was his love. It was his love. It, 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 was his, uh, it was his, let me say it this way, it was his perfect love. When people got around him, they perceived, they felt perfect love. Now the world and the church has a, listen now, has a tainted view. Of what this love looked like, what it felt like, and what it sounded like. But it does not mean it was not perfect that Jesus had. What are you talking about? It has a tainted view. Sometimes, y'all done heard me say this. It's one of my soap boxes. We paint, we paint a picture of Jesus being this, this pale-faced, blue-eyed, red-haired, uh, uh, feminine uh, uh, man. So far from the truth. It's a tainted view. So therefore, when we see stuff like that or when we perceive stuff like that, we think that Jesus was some weak person that never confronted anything. That Jesus was somebody that, that just just, just uh, walked around and whatever went, went. But you got to understand, Jesus was Savage. Jesus made a whip and walked in and beat people out of the house of God. Y'all wouldn't go to Jesus' church. Jesus Jesus went in and turned over tables and turned around and threw money on the floor and said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Jesus was savage in some things he did. So here's perfect love. This does not seem like perfect love, but at the same time, we know that it is perfect love because perfect love casts out all fear. We're going to go somewhere today. Stay with me. Now preacher, why are you saying all this? Because Jesus expects his church to be irresistible. It does not mean that everybody is going to come to this place but can I tell you that when we are functioning like Jesus wants us to function and when people walk in they say my God I didn't even know this place existed. I didn't even know there was this many people that love me. You're telling me you don't judge me for this. You're telling me you don't judge me for that. You're telling me that you just love me because Jesus loved you and since Jesus loves you his love is in you and now you want to love me. You're telling me this actually exists? That the church is actually functioning like it's supposed to? Here at Abundant Life Church, I ain't even started preaching. Stick with me. Here at Abundant Life Church, we have mighty, mighty moves of God. That's your place to clap and shout amen. Amen. Come on. We have mighty, mighty moves of God. Matter of fact, we are right now, this is ending the eighth week of an awakening that God just keeps on moving and keeps on moving and keeps on moving. We have mighty, mighty moves of God. And let me tell you, God didn't start, just in case you're new, God didn't start doing this because we stuck a tent up out there. God's been moving like this. Come on now. God's been moving. We just decided to invite the community and put some advertisement out. Come on somebody. But, but 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 this this is what I want you to understand right here. Is that in a in a ministry like this, can I give a little vision today. In a ministry like this where God is moving so powerful, if you're not careful, sometimes you will forget that people are important. Yes sir. Yes sir. Go ahead. Yes People Yes, the one you don't like. Yes, the one that gets on your nerves. The one that doesn't look like you. They are important. One of our core values is that we are a people-driven church. What does that mean? That does not mean the people rules the church. That is not what it means. It means that people are important. It means that people are important. It means that people are important. And this is what I heard the Holy Spirit say to me this past week. He said, if the move of God in the church... gets greater than the love of God in the church. See, I'm on, we, we turn around. He, he said, you are now heading towards a religious spirit. He said, I'm not wanting to take away a move of God. I'm just wanting you to increase your love so that your love, the God of love, the God who is love, and the love of God that's in you gets great, just as great as the move of God inside of you. I didn't expect it was it wasn't supposed to get this quiet right now because I'm not correct uh, if we ever forget that people are important let me say it this way we didn't forget that you were important when you came and you were broken and you were about to get a divorce and you had all kinds of crazy stuff going on in your life. And you walked in smelling like alcohol. And you had somebody you wasn't married to. And uh, we, we, we didn't, we, we didn't forget that you were important. we didn't water down the word for you because we will never do nothing like that. We just said, listen here, the Bible says we're going to give it to you in love and in truth. The truth is, if you keep living like this, you're going to go to hell. But the love is, this is a place of refuge. This is a place of safety. This is, a pl- this is a place of healing. This is a place of restoration. This is a place where you can be saved. This is a place where God will put your family back together. This is a place where you can be baptized in the Holy Ghost. This is a place where you can walk in the call of God. This is a place where you can have the fire like you ain't never had it again. We're going to bring it to you in truth, and we're going to bring it to you in love. This is a house of refuge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a house of refuge. It's a, it's a house where you can find some, some safety. It's a house where you can... You, you, Alright, I'm gonna say one more thing, then I'm gonna get get through some of this, and then we're gonna go home today, God willing. One of the reasons, and 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 let me say this, I, I'm not I'm not trying to beat a dead horse. But one of the reasons why, one of them, not the only, the main reasons because God told me different. But one of the reasons why we did not adopt the the what the world was doing when COVID was breaking out and stuff, is because we felt like People had to have a place where they came and said, this is different. This is different. Now, we got attacked. I got attacked from the world, got attacked from the religious folk, got attacked from the church, got attacked from leads, leaders, got attacked from everybody. But we stood our ground because we said, this has to be different. If, if you ever want to know just, hey, God, what do you want me to do? Look at what the world's doing and do the opposite. Come on, somebody. It ain't really that hard. All you got to do is say, if the world's going that way, I'm going this way. If the world's going to hate you, I'm going to say, I love you. If the world is saying that, I'm going to say this. That's all you got to do. I got scripture for that, too. We'll, get, we'll hit it in a little while. Number one, let's get this. Y'all, y'all know I got to give you at least something. Number one, love causes you to go beyond what is normal, average, or required. Love causes you to go beyond, everybody shout beyond. What is normal, what is average, or what is required? Well, this is all I'm required to do, says who? My love for God causes me to die, listen, to average and to live to the uncommon. I, I want to, we could spend another hour on the church needing to die to average. Don't never look at the world and and try to figure out from the world how you're supposed to serve God. If the world is doing average, don't you know that you've been called to be above average? If the world is common, you've been called to be uncommon. If the world is being complacent, you've been called to be on fire. You need to understand that love causes me to go beyond what the average is. Jesus said, he said, if they ask for your cloak, he said, tune it. He said, give them your cloak. He said, if they tell you to go one mile, he said, grab them by the hand and go two miles. He said, I'm telling you that this is not a place of average. This is a place of, this is not a place of common. This is a place of being uncommon. And that's what God called love inspires me, pushes me to go beyond average. I ain't asking my brothers and sisters at the other church what they're doing. Whatever they're doing, that's fine. I'm good with that. I'm not trying to, I'm not in no comparison game here. I'm just saying, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want Abundant Life Church to do? I realize that don't know everybody want a revival. I realize don't everybody want an outpouring. I realize don't everybody want an awakening. I realize that it's inconvenience in people sometime on a Friday and Saturday and a Sunday to host the presence of God. I get all that. And I I'm not even up here on that soapbox. I'm just saying, God, what do you want from me? I don't want to be average. I don't want to be common. I want to be uncommon. God, I want to go beyond what everybody else is doing. Why? Not so I can get a badge. Not so I can brag. But because you love me first. And therefore, I love you, Jesus. That's what's pushing me. And that's what all to push you. Some of us. Now, now Galatians 6.10 says this. As we have opportunity. Let us, all, let us do good to all. Especially. Those of the household of faith. Some of us treat lost folk better than we treat Christian people. Will will do anything. I'm not saying stop treating lost people good. No, don't get, don't get this mixed up. Don't hear what I ain't saying. <laughs> but will go miles to help a lost person, but can't even talk to our brother and sister in Christ. The Bible says do good to everybody, everybody, especially those of the household of faith. He said, if you're going to go extra and you got to choose, which you shouldn't, but if you do, household of faith. Somebody say amen. amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Come on, we gonna, it, it's gonna get better now. I'm just teaching a little bit today. <laughs> Church, think about this. We don't serve an average God. God ain't average. God is not common. We serve an uncommon God. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says that you have been made in his Come on, somebody. You have been made in his image. You have been made in his likeness. Therefore, if he is uncommon and he is not average, then I mean, I don't want to be common. I want to be uncommon. I want to be, I don't want to be average. I want to go beyond and love pushes me to go beyond. If average says wave at them, then going above average says go give them a hug. If average says, if average says, uh, 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 thank them for something, watch this then above average says, walk over there and shake their hand and look them in the eye and say, thank you. I know this is very surface. And some of y'all saying, pastor, won't you give us some deep revelation? Well, we ain't, we haven't got this yet. Would we, 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 we want some steak right now? We still choking over milk. Yeah, I got plenty of revelation. I can dig. I can dig into this for three hours right now. But we struggling to talk to people. What are we gonna do with revelation? This is the elementary stuff. Right here. Come on, somebody. Now, is it getting tight out there? I feel like it's getting tight. Y'all give Jesus a clap right quick. I I feel like it's getting tight out there right now. It's okay. But I sense the Lord saying, you got to do this. You got to do this, pastor, because I'm about to bring a harvest and and there gonna be some <laughs> I'm telling you, there's gonna be some people that are different color and different nationality and different ethnicities, and they and they gonna worship a little different, they're gonna sing a little different, they may even have a different dialect. And he said, I gotta fix this so that when I bring this harvest in here, you don't abort my harvest, you don't treat it like you wanna treat it, but you love it until I transform it because I am the Lord. Lord of the harvest. Somebody give him praise. One of the things that I am so ecstatic about, Lindy, I'm telling you, we was in that AOC Connect class and probably there's probably 24, 25 people in it. And, 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 and about 20 of them are from Baptist places. I said, I don't know what they're saying about us in the Southern Baptist Convention, but I don't think it's good right now. I've said for eight years that when the Baptist people get the baptism of the Holy Ghost, there will be a revival that will sweep from the east to the west. I've said it for eight years now. Done showed up, done showed up at a tent awakening and got baptized with the Holy Ghost and can't go nowhere. Done tried to leave, tried to go back. And just that was, that was uh, bitter water. Why are you saying that, Pastor? Because I'm saying some of these folk might not respond quite like we respond sometimes. But it's okay. Because the last time I checked, they wasn't worshiping you. The last time I checked, they wasn't praising you. And the last time I checked, I didn't die for them. Jesus hung on a cross for them. And he's the one that has saved them. And he's the one that's filled them. And he said, you are mine. And if you worship me in spirit and truth, it's okay. You can do it out of a red hymn. Or you can do it with Magrish City. You can do it in a white style, black style. It don't even matter. But give me a worship that's in spirit and in truth. And I'll receive it. Yeah, I received it. I looked around and I'm telling you, they said, we, the, some of them even said, we came to check it out because our, our kids came to this youth ministry and they came on speaking in tongues. I feel the power of God right now. They said they came on speaking in tongues. So we said we got to get down there and figure out what's happening. But little did they know when they showed up, the power of God hit them too. And now they're speaking in tongues. And now they're getting some people to come and realize that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it ain't dead. They just scared. God's still pouring out his Holy Spirit in the earth. So, so the love of God causes me to go beyond average. Average would be let's all worship the same. Average would be let's all praise the same. But above average said just give him something that is worthy of his name. Just give him something in spirit and truth. Hallelujah. That's what love causes me to do. He said, just, just come on. Get washed in the blood. Push your neighbor and say, neighbor, get washed in the blood. In the blood. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a praise in this house right now. Let's go on. We do not serve a God of mediocrity. And because I don't serve a God of mediocrity, that means I'm not going to live mediocre. I'm going to give him everything. Well, preacher, you're just a little bit radical. You ain't seen nothing yet. I'm trying to behave. He's not a mediocre God. We don't serve a God of mediocrity, church. So let's not be mediocre. Number two, biblical love trans... And I say biblical love. You want to know why I say biblical love? Because there are 15 million definitions of it out there right now. So now we live in a, a culture and a time where you've got to... You've got to specify... Biblical love transcends the realms understanding and the comforts of the flesh. Biblical love transcends the realms understanding and comforts of the flesh. This is what the world says. The world says that if I that if I say something to you about your sin I don't love you. God says, if I don't say something about your sin, I don't love you. He said, Watchman, I put you on a wall. I put a trumpet in your hand, and I gave you eyes to see beyond your own ability. And when you see trouble coming, if you don't sound a trumpet, he said, their blood's gonna be on your hands. He said, but if you stand on the wall and sound the trumpet, let it be known their blood is on their own hands. That's why love cannot, listen, love, biblical love has to transcend the realm of the flesh because the realm of the flesh is all about your feelings that means if I say something that hurts your feelings that means if it was fleshly love that means that you have the right to be offended and upset and turn around and shut yourself off and go try to find you another place but biblical love says no I seen you going towards a trap I seen you going towards a dead end I saw you getting into a place where you couldn't get out of and so I said something why because I love you and it's not according to the flesh it's according to the spirit. I, you know, I, I know we joke about it, but I'm telling you, Jesus would have 15 and a half people in his church and 12 of them be the disciples and one of them was his mama. <laughs> mama got to come to your church, Amen. all. I mean, nobody else want to come to Jesus' church, Ryan. Nobody. If Jesus said stuff like this. Rich man showed up and said, I want to follow you everywhere I go. Jesus said, go sell everything. Come on. <laughs> no, well, 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 people with love don't talk like that. See, that's according to the flesh. And that's love defined by your feelings. And I said last week, the church has to get off their addiction to their feelings. Yes, my God, I'll feel this way one day, and I'll feel, the, I'll feel something different tomorrow. They fickle. Feelings can go up and down. So you've got to get to a place where I'm not being led by my feelings. I'm being led by what's said in that word right there. And I'm not getting to a place that what I feel, I'm discerning some stuff. Hey. Here we go. Y'all can tweet this, whatever you want to do. Perfect love, pure love, biblical love is a love that cares more about your soul and your eternal destination than your feelings of your flesh right now. Preacher, preach me happy. On your way to hell, fornicating, adultery, all kinds of stuff, stealing, sinning, preach me happy. Let me get a uh, shake in me while I'm on my way to hell. Not on my watch. I care way more about your eternal destination than what your feelings are now. I care about your feelings. I, it ain't like I'm just trying to cut you and try to slam you. That ain't what I'm trying to do. I'm just saying, if I can say something right now, and you might get upset for about three days, but you're gonna, I'm going to see you in heaven, bless God, it was worth every minute of it. Because when the roll is called up yonder, I want to see you there, church. I don't want to see you down there. And, ah, I don't want you to be outside. I want to see you in heaven. I know they don't want to tell you this on the TV stations. I know they don't want to tell you this in all the secret, sensitive churches. But let me tell you something. Many of them places are on, their, on the way to hell with gasoline drawers on right now. But you better figure something out because God is preaching a truth in the earth right now. And it might sound like hate, but it sounds like hate to those who hate the truth. But to those who love the truth, they're saying, feed me more, preacher. I don't want to be the same. I don't want to be who I used to be. I don't want to be an alcoholic. I don't want to be a drug addict. I don't want to be a fornicator. I don't want to be an adulterizer. Feed me some truth. Give me something that'll grow my spirit. Hallelujah. On the, listen. So, so we have, so we have this side of things where, where perfect love says, "Let me tell you the truth." Even though I risk, like you, Facebooking me and stuff. Amen. Or ghosting me. Oh, Christians, don't learn how to ghost now. But if you don't call and check on them, they say, Don't nobody care about me. Jesus said, Oh, I feel this right here. Come on, I don't know who I'm talking to. Jesus said this He said, What shall I like in this generation? He said, You're like children in the marketplace. He said, I played for you, and you said, why didn't you dance? I danced for you, and then you said this. He said, John the Baptist came. He said, he, did, he came, he didn't eat, he didn't drink. You said, look, he's got a demon. Then the son of man came eating and drinking. You said, look, he's a wine-bibber and a glutton. He said, what shall I liken this generation to? So perfect love says, I'm going to tell the truth. Now watch this, in love. Somebody say, in love. love. That's according to the Bible, not what you think it is. The other side of the spectrum is this. Uh, People use these opportunities to be mean-spirited. i seen you trip up, so now I'm going to get mean-spirited. Because, because you are doing wrong, now I'm going to come and crush you while you doing wrong. Mean-spirited, nasty spirit. Selah. You can be right and wrong at the same time. Now, in case you're you're wondering, I'm not telling the truth, I thought about that for a while before I said it. You can be right and wrong at the same time. You can be right by holding somebody accountable and be wrong in the way you do it. You can be right... By calling it out, and be wrong in the way you called it out. Let's go on. It got quiet on me. Amen. Praise God. Number three, and then I'm done. Then, then, Lord willing, I'm done. We, we'll get to go eat eat something. Amen. Number three, love is a matter of the spirit and heart before it is ever a matter of deeds and words. I'm going to turn over to this chapter that the Pentecostals like to skip. 1 Corinthians 13. I'm a Pentecostal, so I'm putting myself in there with y'all. 1 Corinthians 13. Y'all know what it says, but I'm going to read it anyway. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but I have not love. I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. The apostle Paul said, you might be able to speak the mysteries in heaven, but don't nobody know what you're saying. And though I have the gift of prophecy, can prophesy and understand all mysteries and knowledge. And though I have all faith, my God, look at that. So that I could remove mountains, but have not love. He says, he doesn't say I'm lacking. He says, I am And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor. And though I give my body to be burned. But I have not love, it profits me nothing. All of this list. Watch this. In in these few verses can be considered as acts of love. I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but when someone comes up and has a word from God uh, for you and prophesies this is love, it can be considered as an act of love. When somebody turns around and sells everything they have and gives it to the poor, this can be considered an act of love. But listen to what the Apostle Paul is saying. He's saying, if your spirit ain't lined up, it really don't matter about your act. And even if you prophesy the right thing, if your spirit ain't lined up, it really don't matter about what you said. He said it's wrong. If your spirit is communicating hate and anger, but your mouth is shouting love, you are a clanging symbol. have a symbol around here anyway? Just an old symbol. We probably don't do it. Brother, get on that drum set. Do we have one back there? Grab me one, dear brother. Thank you so much. I appreciate you serving like this. Y'all give, y'all give that dear brother a hand. Amen. He's such a blessing to the house of God. Watch this. Why is this? Because your spirit ain't right. Grab me a drumstick. Chad, I'm about to go to my lapel. Check one, two. Check one, two. There we go. I'm prophesying the mysteries of God but I don't like you or I hate you or I don't love you so while I'm prophesying you can't hear nothing I'm staying all you can hear is a clanging cymbal Because my spirit ain't right. It really don't matter what I'm saying. It just ain't right. And I brought my gift to the house of God. But I got folk I can't stand. And when I brought my gift, I've given to the poor, I've given to the house of God. But while I'm giving, I can't hear nothing you are saying. I say I love Jesus, and I want to want everybody to know the Lord. But I refused. To forgive people, I refuse to not be offended anymore. And while I'm trying to tell them about Jesus, they can't hear nothing I'm saying because I have become a clanging symbol. Because I'm offended. And my spirit is messed up. And God's saying, "You no, 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 no." He's saying, "People of God, thank you, dear brother. I appreciate you." He's saying, "People of God, listen. Let's get it right here." Come on. Yeah. We said, Lord, you can have my heart. Yeah, it's all yours. God's saying good. Because yeah. now I'm going to put, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow your spirit to line up with your deeds. Come on, sir. Come on, sir. I'm going to allow your spirit to line up with your works. And when your spirit and your deeds get lined up, he said, then there's something happening called pure love. Now, when you give to the poor, he said, you're not lending to them, you're lending to me and I will repay. He said, now, when you come in and give me a worship, it's not a dry worship. It's not a tired worship. It doesn't hit the ceiling and back, back down. He said, now, when you give me a worship because your deeds are lining up with your spirit. Now, he said, now that worship begins to go into the heavens. And I begin to sense that's my son, that's my daughter giving me a praise and giving me a worship, and it's a sweet smelling aroma. He said, uh, I got to get back on my preaching mic. Church, here at Abundant Life, we have decided. Somebody lift your hand and say, I have decided. We gonna be different. We gonna be different. I ain't changed. I'll never change the message. Lord, let me go home with you before I change the gospel. Yes, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Never gonna change that message. I ain't never listen, I realize I've done said some things that done done, you know, done done. (laughs) I know. I get it. So I'm not gonna I'm never gonna stop that. But I think one of the great testaments or one of the great things about this church is not only that we we hear people all the time saying, You're so loving and so welcoming, but listen. I think we can do a little better. I think we can improve some. I think we can. I mean, we're doing real good, but I think we can get it just a little, just a little better. I I really think, I really think we can improve. And there's a scripture that's going to go with this, and I'm going to give it to you, and then 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 we're going to we're going to probably. Go on 1 Thessalonians. Can I, can I give y'all just this right here? 1 uh, Thessalonians. Verse, I mean chapter 3, verse 12. Listen to what the Bible says. And may the Lord make you increase. Everybody shout increase. 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 increase and abound in love to one another and to all, just as we do to you. God said, you can increase in this matter. He said, there's room to grow. There's room to grow. There's room to get better. There's room to do it more in the spirit of love. And I got to thinking about this and then I, this is where I'm gonna end. Just, just, Just a little something right there, Trey. Just a little something. I got to thinking about this and I said, uh, we live in such a broken world. I mean, this a, is a messed up place, y'all. And sometimes we make the mistake of thinking that everybody has been in the church all week. Right? And so when we make that mistake of thinking those things we forget that people have been out in a broken place all week a messed up place all week and so the single mom might come in because she's done done everything she can and she can't figure out how to make it right And two weeks ago, she lost her job because she has nobody to help with the kids and she had to to keep getting off work and doing this and doing that and trying to do it. So she lost her job and then last week she went to try to get a job but when they found out she was a single mom, they didn't want to hire her. And she said, my God, maybe if I can just go to church and find this Jesus, something will change. And so what the Lord wants is that when she comes in here, She does not experience and see what she witnessed out there. Out there, she experienced the rejection. Out there, she experienced all the hate. Out there, she experienced the ostracizing. But when she comes in here, she has to know this is a place of refuge for you. And this is a place where the God who created you can meet you and restore you and heal you and make you who you're supposed to be. And the teenager that's just can't seem to fit in. And may be getting bullied here and there and just... And the devil's been saying, why don't you just take your own life? And they go here and they don't fit in and they go there and they don't get fitted. They don't fit in and they go there and they get talked about. And they say, man, maybe there's a place I can fit in. Maybe there's a place of refuge. Maybe there's a place where people don't identify me with what I went through. But they will call me who God has called me. when they walk in they cannot experience what they have experienced out there they have to know that this is a place where they can meet with God and everything can change and the person that has experienced rejection because of their looks or because of their color or because of their economic status and all week long, they can't seem to get it right and they come in. What are they going to experience? If they get the same thing, then why come to church? Why? And so there's room for us to grow. There's room for us to get better. We're not going to sit there and, and we're not going to toy around with sin. We're going to get it out of folk. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But at the same time, you got to know this is a place where it's different. Come on, somebody. This is a place, come on, give God a praise. This is a place where it's different. And when the church is getting this right, it becomes irresistible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It becomes irresistible. It becomes a place where folk like, I don't care, you have have church every night, I'm gonna be there. because it's irresistible. Amen? All of us have room to grow. Every last one of us. We can get better at this. This ain't a whipping. This is let me get you by the hand and walk you around the trap. walk you around the trap because God sees what we can't see church come on stand in this place if you would one of the things I love brother Trey when you came you you said I felt like people welcomed me they didn't care what color I was they didn't care anything that was where I was from or anything like that they just said come on it was so irresistible we can't kick Trey out of this place. Because <laughs> he hadn't experienced nothing like that. And that's why you're showing up. And that's why you're showing up. So now let's model it. One more thing. What you want the church to be is what you model. If you want the church to be loving model loving if you want the church to be generous model generosity if you want the church to be full of the Holy Ghost model being full of the Holy Ghost if you want the church to be full of worshiping and praising model worshiping and praising whatever you model will begin to happen we pray you were blessed by today's message for more content And to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.